Welcome to A Voice from the Hills Conversations Podcast, episode number two, Travel. I'm your host, James Werner, co-founder of Silicon Hills Wealth Management here in Austin, Texas, and I'm excited to be joined by Carl Anderson of Anderson Vacations to talk about travel. You know, as COVID-19 has delayed or even derailed our travel plans, it's really made us refocus on both the type of vacation we really want to have and the people we really want to have it with. So we decided to divide this podcast into two parts. The first part, destinations. We're going to talk about Africa to Antarctica. We're going to talk about new destinations to consider, but we're also going to talk about ways to combine luxury, adventure, and location as we restart, refine, and reshape what it really means for us to have a vacation. So welcome to part one, Destinations. Welcome, Carl, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. You know, we've got clients and listeners with pent-up travel demand and unspent travel budgets. So let's let's talk bucket list trips and destinations. Do you have a couple of examples for us? Absolutely, James. Yeah, you're, you're, you're certainly right as far as the pent-up demand for travel goes right now. We're seeing a great recovery now in uh, the travel industry. And all those trips that, that our clients have been putting off for a couple of years are now on the front burner, if you will. We're seeing a big demand for more exotic destinations, really. We're talking Africa, Asia, polar regions. And of course, you know, there's, there's the old standbys, too, that are, are still there. But Europe, uh, especially Italy, and closer destinations like Hawaii. Well, let's talk about Africa. Talk about a trip to Africa. And maybe, you know, when we think about going to Africa, we, we think about it being kind of an adventurous and discovery-oriented trip, right? But there's also a way to, to build some luxury into it, a little bit of pampering. Can you talk about how somebody might do that on a destination to Africa? Absolutely, absolutely. So so with Africa, you can do Africa in several different ways. But, but what most people will do, at least at least the travelers that appreciate the finer things, is, is they're going to join up with some of the better tour operators down there in Africa. We're talking about Mikado Safaris, uh, Abercrombie and Kent. These are names that a lot of people may know. And th- these are going to be mostly guided trips because, let's face it, you're not going to go on a safari by yourself. So th- these are guided trips where you're going to be staying in luxury accommodations. The, the, big, the big type of accommodations that are popular in Africa are the tented type of accommodations. These are, these are tented out in, the, out in the bush, if you will, but they have all of the luxury amenities you would expect in a fine hotel. So you're out, you're out in the wilderness in a, in a, in a tented type of a, an atmosphere, but you're still getting all the luxury amenities that you'd expect. So, so it's a guided type of situation where you're going to do safaris most every day from your location. And, of course, this can be South Africa. It can be up in Tanzania, Kenya, depending on where you want to go. And side trips, of course, from there would include Victoria Falls and other areas of South Africa like Cape Town. And if you wanted to really extend that, uh, you can go out to the islands, out to Seychelles and even the Maldives if you wanted to. It's reachable, of course, from Africa. So it depends how much time you have. Most people will spend five or seven days somewhere down doing the the wildlife drives, whether in South Africa, again, up in Tanzania, depending on the time of year. So it's a, it's a, it's, it could be a combination, but for the most part, there are plenty of opportunities, depending on your budget, to plan uh, a, a nice destination trip down there for about a week. So it sounds like they've they brought uh, glamping to, uh, to exactly. the safari or the Sahara. I think they actually invented glamping down there in, <laughs> in Africa. Exactly. Oh, we brought it here. That, that, yeah. Makes, yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about another uh, a destination that we talked about at, at some point, Antarctica. Yeah. It's got to be on some people's bucket list. How, how, do, how do you make that happen? Well, I hope so because it's definitely on my bucket list, and it's it's something that's become – 
much more popular these days for a variety of reasons. It used to be that Antarctica was a place that uh, only a few people could ever reach. You know, the weather guys were down there at their weather stations, and that's about the only people you'd see in Antarctica. But because of technology and because of uh, the new ships that are being built, mostly uh, within the luxury um, scale of the cruises, we, we now can reach Antarctica in a way that we've never been able to do before. So this is really becoming now uh, a destination that's becoming more popular. And, you know, it's not only Antarctica, it's the polar regions of the North Pole, northern Norway, northern lights, that area up there. These are all regions that, you know, even, even a decade ago couldn't be reached. But now with the advent of these brand-new cruise ships that are being purpose-built so that they can handle, you know, the, the region better than other ships, this, is now, this has now become much more popular among travelers. And, again, it's like Africa, this, this is a way to see a destination without kind of roughing it, if you will. You're not really roughing it because you're actually going to be in the lap of luxury on a cruise ship that's going to have only 200 passengers. You know, you're going to be eating, you know, fi- it's, it's fine dining. You know, service levels are over the top. So, you know, you get the best of both worlds. You're, you're going to a destination that's exotic, but you're getting all of the luxury accoutrements on, on, board a, on board a ship, which is, by the way, more like a, a floating yacht than it is a cruise ship. And so it, it seems like there's not that trade-off with experience and, and luxury anymore that there might have been even 10 or 15 years ago. That's exactly right. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the trend in travel is that, you know, we want to get to these destinations that we couldn't get to in the past, but we don't want to sacrifice anything if we don't have to to get there. You know, most travelers still want all of those luxury amenities that they get in, in a fine hotel, yet they want to have the ability to see destinations that they otherwise couldn't. And, you know, the, the perception of cruise lines and cruise ships, unfortunately, gets a little tarnished in the media when we're seeing these large cruise ships with, you know, 4,000 passengers on board sure. that are traveling the world. This is, this is anything but, you know, but that experience. And for those, for those who may be hesitant to, to take a cruise because of that perception, they need to really relook at that option because I've had clients that have hesitated in the past. And once we put them on a line, a luxury line like, like Region or Crystal, you know, their, their eyes are wide open and say, wow, uh, it's, it's amazing. This is the cruise we expected. This right? is not the cruise we expected. So, yeah. Well, let's move continents to something a little more traditional. Let's give us some popular destinations and ways to, to visit and explore Europe. Certainly. Yeah, so Europe will always be popular, you know, and of course, the people that have been there done that are looking for new destinations within Europe. Eastern Europe is becoming a little more popular now. Places like Croatia is a very popular destination. Croatia has stayed open through most of the pandemic, actually. and uh, But now we're seeing most of Europe open up, which is exciting. I actually just booked uh, my first Italy trip today for September, so people are starting to get much more comfortable about uh, going back to Europe. But, you know, certain countries that have maybe not been as well visited are, are, are now on, on the list. Uh, Portugal is a very big country that people are interested in right now. So we're seeing uh, interest in Portugal. Italy will always be a favorite. And you do you know. find that people who end up going to Portugal, do they, do they work Spain into the trip or even certainly work Morocco into the trip just just because of the the locations and the convenience absolutely very doable to to have you know multi multi country trips certainly in that region portugal spain like you said morocco is, is certainly something that you can weave into a trip like that but but yes it, it's it's becoming much more in vogue to to take two weeks off and explore 
these destinations that you maybe haven't gone to in the past. And then let's let's go back to Italy a little bit and talk about the cultural immersion. Mm. I mean, the, you know, we talked about experiences and pampering and things like that, but there is a you know, there is a desire to become a part of the country or to really experience the culture, right? Absolutely. And in Italy, of course, you know, with its history and its its culture and its and its food and its wine is one of the one of the favorite countries to again immerse yourself into that. So what we do at our agency is is we find out what what our clients' interests are. And if it happens to be food and wine, we'll try to plan a an experience for them or multiple experiences during their during their trip so that they're actually getting some kind of a, a special access, if you will, to either it be a winery and, and showing the winemaking process and be involved in the winemaking process, not just going and sampling wine, but, but actually getting the knowledge behind it. So something like that, we're, we, we, we love doing that for our clients and actually finding out what their interests are and, and getting them immersed into the culture no matter what country they're at. Sure. And, of course, there, there's so many diverse cultures and and concepts and practices throughout Europe. Mm. What's a, what's a good way for somebody to sample those different destinations and and really kind of maybe plan for the future as to where they might go back and spend a little bit more time somewhere? Sure. So this well, you know, there's a couple of ways to do that, James. I mean, you can do multi-country land-based tours where you know it's it's the old adage. You know, if it's Monday, it must be Rome, right? But <laughs> and you know, and, and that's for a lot of people. You know, they want to get that sample. They want to they want to have a couple of days here, a couple of days there, and uh, and then go back and um, spend more time in those locations that interest them. Cruising, of course, is also another way to do that. You know, you're somewhat limited on port cities that you can see, and you can do some inland, of course, tours. But you know, the the the, the cruising will give you some sampling. Of of the destinations around Europe that you may want to revisit again, so and what does a what does a river cruise in, in Europe look like in terms of numbers of passengers and, and things like that? If we're, it's not Royal Caribbean, but it's probably not the you know it's yeah. probably not the yacht either. What, yeah. What's the what sure. does it look like? It's somewhere in between there. Yes, exactly. So uh, river cruise vessels usually run again in probably maximum uh, two hundred, but most of them run about the hundred and twenty to one hundred and forty passenger range. And again, what they're doing with river cruise vessels is, is, is amazing. Just like we talked about the luxury cruise vessels, ocean, ocean vessels, you know, the amenities they're putting on board the river cruises these days, you know, rival a lot of the things that you'll find on an on ocean cruise now. So multiple restaurants, you know, spas and, you know, things that appeal to today's, today's traveler. So river cruising, again, is the alternative to the ocean cruising in Europe. So you're going to go internally through the river the rivers of Europe, whether it be the Rhine or the Danube or the rivers of France. And it, 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 it's a way to leisurely, at a leisurely pace, see all these destinations. So it's a great, it's a great way to, again, sample a lot of the destinations throughout Europe in a, different, in a different way. And is there another part, you know, if we stay on the subject of that river cruise or a way to sample, is there another destination that people might not associate with river cruising that might be ideal for that in, in a discovery format? You mean a different river cruise destination? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So river cruises, you know, we have them in Europe, but river cruises are also popular on the Nile. So you can do an Egyptian tour uh, in combo, maybe a land tour with the river cruise in the Nile, which is fantastic. And Southeast Asia is another big uh, region for river cruising. So, you know, cruising uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, Mekong on the Mekong River is another another popular destination for river oh, I bet cruising. That would be it, 
what what does kind of an itinerary like that look like if you if, if you focused on the let's just say, stay in southeast asia on a river cruise what how many days are we talking about, and what, what does a sample itinerary look like? So most, most river cruises in Southeast Asia, again, will go along the Mekong. You'll start either in uh, Vietnam or Cambodia. You, you'll, you'll, you'll go from uh, Ho Chi Minh City down through several stops in Vietnam up to, up to Cambodia and, and, and end in Cambodia. But, but what most people will do with the river cruising is they'll extend their trip because just spending seven days in Asia, Southeast Asia, on a river cruise that doesn't seem uh, to make much sense since there's so much else to see over there. So, again, limitations with any cruise is uh, the, the areas you can reach. So what we recommend our clients to do is to extend a river cruise in uh, Southeast Asia and probably go to Thailand. Thailand's, okay. Thailand's a great extension on a river cruise, so you can combine Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, go to Bangkok, Go down to the southern islands of Thailand and, you know, go to Phuket and all those areas. So if you want a little bit of a tropical beach vacation, you can combine that in with all of your cultural touring. So there's a lot of things uh, you can do. And, of course, you know, Hong Kong, Singapore, and uh, all those destinations you can combine in. Sure. So maybe a, a three-week itinerary, is that something that sounds Yeah, I mean, you can do it. You, you, you can, talked about doing that. Sure. I mean, three is nice. You, you, you can certainly do that in, in, in maybe two weeks with a, with a one-week river cruise depends on what you want to see most most of the most of them will probably be talking about three weeks yes and then finally for those listeners who they're ready to travel but maybe not ready to commit to international travel let's spend some time on just a a domestic destination or two what what's your favorite absolutely well if if you're if you like the tropics and you're used to going to islands and of course you know we have our jewel in our country is hawaii and the hawaiian islands and great news this month hawaii has just opened up without any requirement of testing to get in. So if you're vaccinated, you can travel to Hawaii with no testing requirements, no quarantine requirements. So basically you're going to Hawaii just like you did before. No, no difference. I will, I will warn everyone, though, that Hawaii is extremely popular right now because of the opening and, and because it is a, a domestic destination. So it's, it's busy plan early if you do want to do the Hawaiian Islands. And, of course, we can do multi-island trips, you know, combining Oahu with Maui, Kauai, Big Island, some of the smaller islands out there, too, Molokai, depending on um, what your what your taste is, how much time you have. So, Hawaii always always a good bet if you don't want to travel internationally, if you want that tropical destination. And give us one more in the contiguous United States. So, contiguous United States, you know, if you're into more of the the touring type, you know, the national parks have been very busy this summer. So, you know, you can take a tour of the national parks. California coast is always a popular popular bet too. Wine country, doing the whole coast of California, and and I don't know if you saw that match, the the, the golf match the other night on television, but I would imagine everybody's calling wanting to go to Montana, right? Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Up, up there is beautiful, beautiful country, and, and then of course Florida, Florida Keys, Florida Keys is always again another sort of exotic place within the country if you want something a little more a little more tropical. So Key West is a uh, is, is, is very popular domestically. And that's going to do it for part one of episode two on travel. It's our destination segment. Thank you so much, Carl, from Anderson Vacations. Man, we covered a lot of ground. We went from the Northern Lights to Antarctica. We river cruised on the Rhine and the Mekong. And even though we kept it domestic, we went all the way from Hawaii to the Florida Keys. But the real takeaway is here, the next time somebody asks you if you want to you know, have an adventure, or if you want luxury, or if you want to experience the true culture of your destination, or just to be pampered, just smile, 
step back and say yes. Because with the right amount of planning, you can have it all. Thank you, Carl, for a great 15-minute trip around the world, and we'll be looking forward to part two on hosted travel. And thank you all for listening. Please follow us, review us, reach out to us, because we can only do our best work when you're actually here to listen. Check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, and all the socials, and get ready for part two with Carl on hosted travel. It's prepped and ready to drop. Thank you.